0: This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 16, What Do I Want My Dog To Do? This podcast is for those looking to train their own dog, whether as a family companion, a service, or a therapy dog, and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hello, how are you guys? I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're doing well training your puppies. I want to thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm so flattered by the amount of listeners that we're getting, and also for those reviews that are being posted and helping me to spread the word. So if you're new to the podcast, I have a goal of helping over a thousand puppy families this year, and we are well on our way. And I know it's all because of great listeners like you who are willing to help me spread the word. So thank you. All right, today we're going to talk about what do I want my dog to do? That sounds kind of like a weird topic, but I'm going to explain it. So a lot of times in puppy training, we think, I don't want my puppy to jump. I don't want my puppy to bite. How do I get my puppy to stop peeing on the floor? And we focus a lot on what we don't want our puppy to do. And if you think of that, let's just take jumping, for example. I don't want my puppy to jump. How do you train that? How do you start training that? I don't want my puppy to jump. It's actually pretty difficult if you break it down and start thinking about it. It's much easier if you flip it around and you think, hmm, what do I want my puppy to do? So if you have a person that's coming over and they want to greet your dog, instead of thinking, I don't want my dog to jump, I'm thinking in my brain, man, I wish my puppy would sit by my side as that person approaches and wait for me to give him instructions to go greet that person. Wouldn't that be amazing? The beauty is, you guys, as soon as you figure out what you want your puppy to do, you can start to train it. So that simple behavior of a guest is walking over or a stranger is walking over to you and you want your puppy to sit at your side, I can start to train that. I can shape that behavior out of my puppy by rewarding him and luring him around into a position where I want him because it's very clear in my mind what's going to get a reward? At what point am I going to mark yes? And at what point am I going to give a reward for it? By marking yes and rewarding, we're teaching our puppy what he did right and what we like. And he's going to start repeating that behavior because he got rewarded for it. So it's a much easier process to think, what do I want my puppy to do? I've been thinking a lot about this this week because I have Boots here. If you are new again and don't know about Boots, he's our newest service dog puppy in training. I picked him up two weeks ago from Bungee Doodles in Michigan, and he is a phenomenal puppy. I am so in love with this puppy. He is so good at fetch he's good at eye contact he's great at sleeping through the night in his crate he loves to be with his people he just wants to snuggle right into you and give you a big love every day so i'm really excited about his prospects and his ability to be trained as a service dog so we're as i've been thinking this week about training him um, that's the other thing about me is that i you know coach a lot of people on how to train their puppy but i'm also training a puppy right along with you it's super fun You can follow Boots on Instagram, on Pinterest, on YouTube, Facebook. Um, Anyway, you can watch that journey. But I'm also a weekly on this podcast going to update you guys on his progress and tell you things that I'm doing with him. So that's where this topic came from today because I am starting to shape Boots into that puppy that I want him to be. So I had to go through and think in all of the scenarios that we're going to come across as we go about day-to-day life what do I want him to do? What do I want it to look like? And I get very specific. So I start to map out, okay, if somebody comes to my door and rings the doorbell or knocks on the door, what do I want boots to do? If a guest comes or I see a stranger on the street walking towards us and we're going to approach in a few moments, what do I want boots to do? When we're out walking and he sees another dog, what do I want boots to do? If, he sees another person, if he sees a car pass by, if we're in a grocery store and there's items on the shelf, what do I want boots to do? Um, If I'm in my kitchen cooking a meal, where do I want boots to be? What do I want him to be doing? How do I want him to act? And I get very specific in all of these instances of what I expect my dog to be doing. And then I'm able to reward him for the behaviors that I like. So one of the main ones that we talk about when we're discussing what I want my puppy to do would be sit is the new please. So if I have things that I know my puppy wants, let's say that he wants to play fetch. I'm going to ask for that sit first. And when I say I ask for that, a lot of times it's just waiting patiently and expecting the sit. I like it to be automatic so I can hold the ball up above his nose, almost like you would a treat if you're going to lure him into the sit and you just hold it there very still until he sits down and then you mark yes. And then you can toss the ball. And he learns very quickly that every time he brings his toy back and he wants me to throw it again, that I'm waiting for that sit before I'll throw the ball. And then he offers it to you. Um, a key to that is that motivation. Remember, our puppies have to be motivated. Um, they're not going to do things unless they're motivated, even like a toy is a great reward for them so it doesn't always have to be that food reward but if you can figure out what's motivating your dog at the moment you can get a lot of good behavior out of him so the sit to say please is a great thing because he's motivated to he's wanting things from you he's either wanting attention or he's wanting you to play with him or he's wanting food from you he's wanting things and so expecting behavior first before he gets something is just a way to practice really good manners because you have that motivation in him to do things. So, you know, playing fetch is great. Maybe somebody comes to your door. Let's go back to that door example. And I have a very clear picture in my head of what I want Boots to do when that person comes to my door. So the the doorbell goes off. I expect Boots to go lay on his dog bed in my living room and remain there until the person leaves or I allow Boots off to say hi. So what that looks like or how you start training that would be, I would have my child or somebody in my family ring the doorbell or knock on the door. I lure my puppy over onto his bed into the down position because that's what I like my puppies to do is lay down on their beds. And then I just would rain little food to them. So I'm just dropping little tiny bits of food, probably the size of my pinky fingernail, while the door opens, the guest comes in, we say hi, the guest leaves. As soon as the door shuts, I stop giving my puppy food, I release him from his bed, and we go on with our day. Now, it's important, you guys, to start doing this right away because the longer your dogs practice behavior that we don't like, then the stronger those habits become. So, the sooner you can get this clear picture of what you want your dog to do, and then you start practicing it throughout your day everyday your dog just gets those behaviors stronger and stronger so it's the good behaviors that are getting you know um rewarded and practiced versus the not so great behaviors like barking at the door and that kind of thing. So when we go back to this idea of what do I want my dog to do and how important it is to make a very clear list of what you want in different scenarios, it's easier. It literally speeds up the training process because you know exactly what you're looking for and when you can mark and reward things. And that's it, you guys. So it's really important to identify what you want your dog to do and then help them do that. Let's talk about the example I gave. In the kitchen, let's say that I'm in my kitchen cooking food. What do I want Boots to be doing? And you know what does that look like? So to me, it looks like him going over and laying on his bed and remaining there, quietly and out of my way until I'm done with the kitchen activities and then we move on with our day. So again, same thing. You're lowering your puppy on on the bed the first few times. He probably only needs it maybe three or four times, especially if you use a pretty good treat like cheese, little little tiny bits again, you guys, we're not feeding them tons of food. It's just little tiny morsels of food that motivates them. But if he learns that when he lays down a piece of cheese will drop, you'll be surprised at how quickly he picks that up. And he'll be running to the bed on his own and lying down for that piece of cheese. You'll be surprised at how quickly that happens. And then I just do that every day. So I'm starting to shape my puppy into the dog I want him to be by, as I go through my day, I'm literally just Rewarding those things that I like and that I want them to do. Another w- example would be in the morning if I'm getting ready, I'm putting my makeup on, brushing my teeth in the bathroom. I love that he comes and there's a rug at my feet and he can just lay on that rug while I get ready. And I just bring some rewards in again, little morsels of food, maybe even his breakfast part of it. And I'm just dropping a little piece of food as I go through my morning routine because I'm shaping that nice, calm behavior while I'm doing something that I can't necessarily focus on him at the moment. I can't interact with him at the moment, but he's laying at my feet and he's very calm, You know, he's doing it very calmly and I like that. So if I want that to continue, then I need to mark that behavior, reward it. And especially in this puppy stage, I don't feel like you can over reward your puppies. You guys, I feel like the more you mark and the more you reward what you do like, they're just going to soak that up like a little sponge and continue to give you things because you're giving them rewards for doing it. My final example would be if you're out on a walk with your new puppy and you see another dog or another person, what do you want your dog to do when that happens? For me, if I see another dog coming at us and I realize that my dog's going to see that dog, I like to train the auto watch. So I like to shape my puppy's behavior such that he'll see the other dog and he'll look at me. So I want his attention on me. So he's going to see a distraction. And again, it could be anything, a dog, a person, maybe a passing car, a cat, a pine cone. I know some of you struggle with the pine cones on the side of the road. Your dogs love them. Anything. You can transfer this training to anything, but your puppy sees something that he likes or he wants, or he wants to approach, or maybe even he's a little fearful of it could go the opposite direction. But either way, when your puppy sees something for me, I want my puppy to look at me. Even a sit would be great. So I really do need to decide in my brain, is it going to be a sit and look at me? Is it going to be a stand and look at me? You know, what am I going to mark and how am I going to get that? So let's say for example, I decide for boots when we are out on a walk and he sees another dog, I want him to sit and I want him to look at me. Then I can start to shape that behavior. So we go out on leash. I make sure I have some really high value food rewards. Whenever you go outside or in an environment other than your home where your puppy is accustomed to being a lot of the time, you're going to have to up the reward that you bring to um, encourage him to focus on you versus something else that's super exciting. So let's say we're walking, my puppy sees the other dog, I immediately grab the little food reward and I've got it right on my puppy's nose. So the second he sees the other dog, I've got the food reward right on his nose so he knows that I have it and I'm trying to capture his attention. Hopefully, he's at the point that we say is under threshold. What I mean by that is he's at the point where he can still focus on me and the food. He's not overly excited to the point that he can't focus or will no longer focus on me. And again, you'll have to identify that. But let's say that we're at least 20 feet away, 30 feet away. You see another dog coming and you're able to put that food right on your puppy's nose. You're able to shape that sit, lure him into the sit. Maybe he'll go on his own. If you've worked on that a lot at home where you're holding a food and he knows he's not going to get it, that would be more like the shaping method where you just wait for him to sit and then you'd mark and reward it. If he needs a little help, use some luring. That's okay. Put the food right on his nose, lure him down into a sit. The second he sits, then I would take that food straight up to my face so that he's making eye contact with me. I'd mark yes and I'd give him a reward. And I would do that several times out on our walk. If I can find enough dogs that are out walking or enough people that are out walking, I would just practice that every time we pass something, I would expect him to sit and look up at me. That's a great behavior to start with a very young puppy. So that as they enter that adolescent phase, you don't have that reactivity um, coming through where they want to bark and lunge at other dogs. They've already learned that when they see another dog, they simply sit and look at you. Isn't that beautiful? You guys, all right. Well, that's what I have for you guys this week. That's what I want you guys to focus on. So if you need a little tip this week with your dogs or a little you know, a goal to set so that you can keep training and you stay motivated to keep training, think about what do I want my dog to do? Make a list. Be very specific. Make sure you go through all sorts of scenarios that you might encounter throughout the day and be very clear as to what you expect your dog to do and help him do it. And by helping him do it, you're going to mark the good behavior. You're going to reward it. Your relationship's going to get stronger and you're going to be well on your way to becoming best friends through love and learning. Have an amazing week and enjoy your puppies. Have fun training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, Visit my site BaxterandBella.com to contact me.